Jonathan, you said you're not really feeling it today for the crossword episode just now, but let me tell you, it's these sorts of episodes. That's why crossword exists. And I know you tend to be a bit of a, a math apologist, but there's no getting around the fact that he's been a bit of a di- uh, baby this week. What are you talking about, Luke? <laughs> so there was some controversy for those who don't know, some WP drama hashtag uh, where WordPress.com duplicated the WordPress.org plugin repo. And it turns out that on WordPress.com, in order to be able to install plugins, you need the premium WordPress.com plan because they have a free tier. I guess from Matt's perspective, it goes like this, right? WordPress.com is just another hosting company, just like everybody else. It's just like Bluehost. It's just like WP Engine. It's WordPress.com. And they have a free tier, and that lets you get up and running with WordPress. And then if you want to install the plugin then you have to pay. And so what's happened is all of these free plugins have been duplicated on wordpress.com and their listings, their listings, their listings. Yes. Or their listings. And on those listings, it says you have to pay to install this, which is very confusing for people. Right. Because first of all, wordpress.com is such a different experience to wordpress.org. The, User interface is different. Everything about it is different. And I just know that there are a bunch of people out there going, okay, I have Squarespace. I have uh, Wix. Or I have WordPress. Let's go with WordPress. So get up and running with WordPress. What they believe is just WordPress. It's WordPress.com. It's WordPress. So, And they get up and running. And then all of a sudden they have to pay for plugins. That's unusual, but, you know, Okay, so they start paying and all of a sudden like it's this SaaS that nobody really expected and it's really nothing like a hosting company, is it? I remember going to a meetup uh, during COVID um, when we switched to online. It gave me the chance to like attend virtually quite a few different meetups. And one of someone local to me, I remember seeing like having him talk about his experience with WordPress and he was a WordPress.com customer. And there were things like, so his, it was actually, it was pretty interesting for me. And this was like while I was working at Automatic, right? So I had that sort of like a, a different perspective from being sort of inside of it as well. Uh, he had an overall quite positive experience with like the starting and kind of up and running. And then he was running into limitations. This was, this was a couple of years ago, right? So like they were still pretty, they were still transitioning to that. Like, oh, you can have a version where you have plugins enabled and versus not like kind of what's out of the box. And it was interesting because it was, that's what he understood WordPress to be. And over the course of attending meetups, he was coming with this perspective like, oh, like WordPress is more than what I have here. There's different things that I can install, different experiences. And by the end of it, he was starting to feel a little bit like apologetic about, oh, I'm just on .com. So yeah, it's yeah. It kind of how it was interesting for me to, he's like, sorry, I know I'm on .com. He liked the support experience. He liked that it was just, he, it got him up and running, but he was starting to hit some of the edges of it. And I think what often gets lost in this is like, what is the real world impact to the end users? And that's, I think it's a little bit harder to The real to world say. impact is that it's confusing. Lots of people don't realize. I mean, you just gave a great example of yourself. Sure. It 
it gets mixed up all the time and every WordCamp, there is a slide that says wordpress.com is different to wordpress.org. It has to be constantly explained and it's a pain. But, well, I guess, no, it's not a but. And, and that is the part of the reason for this sort of uh, criticism of wordpress.com duplicating the plugin repo is that it confuses matters further. But that's not what we're talking about. That, that is an interesting topic, and perhaps we'd have touched on that today if it weren't for the responses to that, where I won't go into too much detail because I'm kind of more interested in what you think about it. But essentially, Matt didn't really handle the criticism very well, and it ended up turning into personal attacks. I saw tweets that were like, well, you haven't contributed as much as I've contributed and maybe you know, maybe that's a little bit of a misrepresentation. Maybe it's more like I've got more lines of code than you've got plugins, you know. Like, but it was it's kind of personal. And and he, one thing that really got a lot of people uh, unhappy is he blocked Say Reed, who's an amazing contributor and well known inside of the community and always on podcasts about WordPress. And you know, like you get this idea. You, from this whole situation, you start to get, form this picture of Matt where you know, there's like some catty backroom uh, rumors about so-and-so said this and so-and-so said that and it all feels like high school and he's gone and blocked her now and you know, it's just, you know what it does? It, it just makes me unexcited about WordPress. <laughs> so was was that you that left the comment in the tavern? Um that said, uh, the, the, the user is some grumpy old dev and it's, I'm this close to starting to write in the WordPress clone in JavaScript, TS, Bun, Dano, or Rust. PHP can go extinct. It's time. It's over. Was that, was that you? The, that wasn't me. My comment was uh, in a private Slack <laughs> where I said, uh, when did we change the BDFL? When did we change the BD in BDFL to big dickhead? Oh man. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, I knew that wouldn't, it landed better with my audience. I think, <laughs> I yeah, I think Matt, Matt is acting like a baby here, really. Like he is supposed to be the head of the project. He is a CEO, you know, like of one of the most influential yeah. uh, web companies. He should be acting in the same way as all of the other tech CEOs, which is to have like an elevated, upstanding all, all of them no, perhaps not all of them <laughs> jeff bezos accepted i guess um how about how about musk's approach to uh to public engagement right well i think that that is partially what's got people concerned is that this feels very muskian doesn't it it does really feel right. like musk and musk isn't great at it he's not doing a good job and so people are starting to go oh when when did when did Matt take a page from Musk's playbook? One, let's see, one of the comments here uh, in, the, in the tavern is interesting. The gentleman says that I'm on Matt's side here. Every time one of these outrage fests happen, dude gets dragged, called a dictator and all sorts of nonsense. Meanwhile, WordPress continues to be completely free and open source. And someone else made a comment about like, it's kind of good to see someone throw elbows around now and then. So I sort of take a step back. Hold on, hold on. So let's just get one thing straight. Matt, these days, has nothing to do with WordPress.org. I don't know for sure, but I reckon 
a very small slither of his time goes into WordPress.org. Now, does Automatic pay for the majority of WordPress.org development? Yeah, it, it does. And we can't overlook that. But also, we can't use that as, well, we pay for it, so we can do what we want. You know, th- that, can't be, that can't be an excuse. Although, one of, our, one of our values in WordPress is this idea of a duocracy, right? Merit is based on... But people aren't... Nobody's criticizing WordPress.org or anything like that. What people sure. are criticizing is Automatic's uh, duplication of the WordPress.org plugin. And then Matt's public response to it, which... As the CEO of Automatic. I take some umption. I'm not a Matt apologist. I I do... I guess some of the, the behaviors... Um, I don't know. I Matt can speak for himself, right? And when I look at some of the behaviors, so I'm not a fan ever, so I'd say universally, of ad hominem attacks, going after people for like who they are, right? Like it's one thing to criticize things publicly. And I feel like some of what he did was skated that line a bit, even in my own thinking, right? Where it's like, okay, that felt, it feels personal, and when you're a public figure, while we all feel things personally, there's going to be a higher level of earned scrutiny to anything that you say. And there's more weight to it, right? So um, I, I don't know kind of what's going on behind the scenes with it. Uh, it was a little, I, I was disappointed to see what felt personal in some of the comments. Uh, it felt catty. Do you think that's a fair representation? It was catty. Yeah, Sure. I think that what does that mean? But it was it was disappointing. Yeah, sure. What what we can agree on is this: the main person running WordPress is not Matt; it's Josepha, right? We sure. agree on that. And Josepha is doing a great job and doesn't get hardly any of the credit. You know, whenever there's an event, Matt is the face, and Matt Matt is the person that gets asked the questions and. But that's he doesn't contribute to the code. He doesn't show up to the meetings. He barely is around on the WordPress Slack, whereas Josepha is there every time. Do you know what I mean? Sure. It's interesting because I think part of what people value, because we're, we're seeing people who come out and like have concerns about this, et cetera. Part of it is like, Matt, I'll give, he get, in my mind, gets credit for his willingness to engage, even if... Uh, the, the quality of that engagement is is varied in its usefulness. Uh, I think that there's... I think, <laughs> varied in its usefulness. That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> Even if you... <laughs> there, there are unintended consequences, right? And I think if I'm just trying to imagine what's going on and or what's not going on in Matt's head about this is like he is in a position like it or not, where there's a lot more weight behind everything he does, positive and negative, right? A, what could be a simple action, what could, shouldn't be a big deal is different because of the position he's in, which is off also because of his own doing. Like the confusion between .com and .org is confusion that could be clarified. And uh, if you now look at the hosting page where .com is now double featured, right? SiteGround was replaced. It's yeah. it's not a good look. Now, what I'm what I'm failing to be able to see and give comment on is what what the long term picture is. Like, what's the what's the overall strategy here? And what it seems like is more of like, hey, 
automatic gives a ton to the project. We don't, no one disagrees on that. We don't right. agree. We don't disagree. It's like, there's an incredible value and it feels a little bit of like, we, we deserve a bit more for all of our efforts. So we get to play, we get to treat this a little bit differently. We get to give ourselves some advantages, which I won't argue is like unfair overall relative to value. It's just not transparent that that's what's happening. And one of the things that we value in WordPress is transparency. And I think that's where there's some like dis- disconnect where it's like, no one can argue that automatic gives so much to the project and owes it so much to what automatic has done, but it still feels off in some ways. Automatic that- does get a lot of advantages. Like you look at the featured plugins that have never changed, you know, they're automatic plugins. You know what I mean? There, there's a bunch of advantages that automatic gets and nobody is taking issue with that here. That's not what the issue is. So here's what I would argue though. I would argue that automatic though is not doing as well with its position which isn't our, the community's problem. It's not the ecosystem's fault, right? But like, despite those advantages, I'd argue that .com is not as successful as it you'd think it would be. And Matt's even making some of those points in comparison, right? Like, they don't do a good as job, do as good of a job as a traditional hosting company of capital. That has nothing to do with the fact that they cloned the plugin repo and are advertising my plugins as confusing people who are potentially my users. That has absolutely nothing to do with that, whether they're doing well or not. And if there were any other host, we'd be criticizing them just as equally. Right. Well, right. <laughs> it, you can't, it's hard to imagine other hosts doing this move, like reproducing the .org repo. Like it, that's kind of hard to imagine. Someone else kind of going out and doing the same thing. And if another host did do it, we would criticize them, but we wouldn't criticize them quite as strongly because it's not as confusing saying, here's the plugin repo from Bluehost as it is, here's the wordpress.org plugin repo from wordpress.com. That is very hard to get your head around. And frankly, like a a user has no chance, uh, who's who's not familiar with WordPress has no chance. And if you search for my plugins and you come across a listing that's wordpress.com slash my plugin, you're going to click on that. You're not going to click on the .org listing. You know? And then you see that you've got to pay for it. So what do you do? You sign up for wordpress.com and pay for it because of something that I built. Hmm. It's going to be interesting to see how this shakes out, what some of the changes are. And uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes next. <laughs>